0: Welcome to the podcast of Life Church in Houston, Texas. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope that this message inspires your week, builds your faith, and ultimately brings you closer to Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. And I have really loved preaching this. This is something that has come out of my heart. This is something that I felt like the Lord has been talking to me about. And, and this last sermon is really practical. I would encourage you to take notes. I would encourage you to go to the YouVersion app on your phone and find the notes there. You can do that by opening the menu, going to Events. And when you hit events, uh, Life Church should pop up if you're on uh, your uh, service. If not, you can search for Life Church HTX. All of my sermon notes are there, uh, so you can follow along. And uh, I'm I'm really excited about uh, what we're going to talk about today. It's going to be practical, but I believe that the Lord wants us to have this information to go forward. And and I'm going to pray in just a moment. But but this is three things that I really have felt. That the Lord has spoken to us about during this series. And and the very first thing is we now have confidence that God wants to speak to us. Amen. How many of you believe that God wants to talk to us? And, and, And we know that he's going to talk to us in three ways. We know, first of all, that when God talks to us, he is going to speak direction for our life. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the direction of the Lord. We know also that the Lord is going to speak encouragement to us. Amen. I'm thankful for the encouragement of the Lord and how the Lord speaks those words of encouragement into my life. And then the third thing that we know is that when the Lord speaks, he speaks destiny into our life. He gives us a future and shows us what is possible because of his word in our life. And, and, and the scripture just before I pray that I want to read and talk about for a minute is in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33 verses 1 through 3. And it says, while Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the Lord gave him this second message. And, and Jeremiah has been put in prison because he was prophesying to the land of, of Israel and Judah that the Babylonians are going to come and destroy them. And nobody wants to hear that type of, of prophecy. And so they threw him in jail and, and God shows up. And I love how God plays the long game. Amen. He, he's not a just this moment. I know we are right. We're right. We're about this moment. God do something right now, right here. And yet when God is looking at our life, he not only sees us, but he sees all the generations that will come after us. And here's Jeremiah. He has to be a little bit despondent. He has to be a little bit down. He's given the word of the Lord and he's been thrown in prison and just listen to what the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. The Lord who made the earth, who formed, and established it whose name is the Lord. I I like this how he gives his qualifications all over again. Did he need to do that? No. He didn't need to tell Jeremiah who he was but he wanted Jeremiah to know that I am still God and I'm still in control no matter what you're going through right now. That could preach right right here. We could just preach that about how some of you are going through circumstances and, and you don't understand and you don't know why but I just will tell you that God is still in control in your situation. He is still the one who made the earth and formed and established it, whose name is the Lord. And then listen to what he says to Jeremiah. He says, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Amen. So I believe that's what the Lord wants to talk to all of us about. He wants to reveal these remarkable secrets that he has for our life, for our ministries, for our children, for our family, for our church. And and, and this is what we need to do. We need to position ourselves to listen to the voice of God. We don't have a problem with God speaking. The problem is always with us hearing. Amen. Amen. So let's just say a word of prayer here before I go any further. Lord, thank you so much for today. And thank you for everyone that's here. Thank you for everyone that's in Friendswood. Thank you for everyone that's joining us online. And this is our prayer today. Our prayer is, Lord, that you would just talk to us and and that we would be open to hear what you would have to say, God. I pray in our spirit today, we would say, I'm listening. I want to hear Tell me what you have for my life. I pray that over everyone that is listening to my voice today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Now, I'm really gonna focus on a story that is found in the Old Testament. It's a story about a young boy named Samuel, and and the story of Samuel is really incredible. It's a a story of a a mother, first of all, who is so desiring a son, and and there's all kind of situations, and and she goes to the temple to pray, and and, and I'm not gonna get into the story today, but God hears her prayer, and she has a son whose name Samuel and Samuel is dedicated and committed to the Lord even to the place when when he comes of a certain age he moves into the temple to be a servant to Eli the high priest and to be in the presence of God and as he's there God sees his heart God sees him and and, and the scripture lets us know in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3 that the Lord saw so much in him that the Lord started to speak to him And the story goes that God started speaking and the first time that he spoke, Samuel did not understand what was going on. He got out of bed, ran to Eli and said, here I am. What do you need? And Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. This happens three times until the third time Eli finally realizes, hey, this is not uh, something that's just a mistake. He's not hearing things. God is speaking to you. And so he gives Samuel these instructions instructions and say, go back. And the next time that you hear this voice, this is what you say. Let's pick up in the 10th uh, verse of first Samuel chapter three. And the Lord came and called as before Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel replied, speak. Your servant is listening. Now I've got three points here. Speak is the first one. Second one is your servant. And the third one is Is listening. And so the Lord speaks to Samuel. The Lord speaks to him because that's what God does. God speaks to us. God loves us. God cares about us. And as we've talked about through this series, it is uh, very uh, evident in the Word of God that. God is always speaking to his children. He's always speaking to his churches and it's speaking things that he wants us to know, to understand, and he wants us to take action on. That's one of the big things that God speaks to us is about things that he wants us to take action on. I'm thankful for the encouragement and I do need that, but I'm also thankful for the destiny that he puts in my life on this is the next step, the direction that he gives me On this is how you should go, and this is how you should act. The Lord is speaking today. Everybody say, "The The Lord is speaking. So speak, Lord. When, when when John was on the Isle of Patmos and, and in the spirit, the Lord came to him and, and the Lord started talking to him and gave him this incredible dream, this incredible vision, which we now see is the book of Revelation. But in Revelation chapter two and three, he gives him messages that are to be given to the church. And, and this is what he says to every one of the churches. And I believe that he's still speaking this to the church today. Uh, Revelation 2, 29. He who, ha- he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. I-, I think that this is something that's important because it's letting us know here, and I want you to notice this, that God is taking the initiative to speak. I'm not seeing in the scripture where these churches have been praying and asking and seeking for the voice of God in their life. What I do see is that God loves them so much that he takes the initiative to speak to them and to speak direction to them and correction to them and affirmation to them seven different times. And of course, I believe the seven churches of Asia are represented in the church that is alive today. All of those spirits are still at work. And so we need to have an ear to hear what the spirit of the Lord would say to the church. I love that God took the initiative. I I love that he speaks. I I I love that he cares enough about us that that he speaks to us. And I think for too long, we've lived under this uh, falsehood, this lie that we have to maneuver to a certain place so that God will finally be obligated to speak something to us. We have to do certain things so we finally get to the place where God can say something when I believe the truth is that God is always speaking. I mean, from the beginning, didn't he walk in the garden with Adam and Eve and speak to them? Didn't throughout the scripture, don't we see God pulling people aside? God speaking to people. It's clear that the opposite of that falsehood is true. And that is that God is speaking today. Amen. That God is speaking. That God wants us to know how he feels. And, and I believe, and I've said it already in this message, that the problem is not God speaking. The problem is that our people do not know how to or want to listen to what God has to say. Now, now another thing that I see when, when we look at this passage of scripture in the book of Revelation is that when God speaks, he speaks to us in the spirit he speaks to us we need to hear what the spirit says to the church and, and and i believe that's the way that it works today the spirit of the lord is speaking to churches and it's speaking to individuals. And, and it's very important that we that have an ear to hear. Now I'm not talking about the two ears that are on the side of your head. That That's, that's something that God gave us to hear what we say to each other. But there is a spiritual ears. There are spiritual hearings that we need to develop as followers of Jesus Christ. So we can hear the voice of the Lord. And when he speaks, we can, hear clearly what he has to say to us. That This is what Paul said about it in the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse number 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You're talking about an encouraging word when the Spirit of God is bearing witness within us. Uh, one translation says the Spirit testifies. Well, let me tell you something about testimony. Let me tell you something about that type of speech. It is something that is is communicated it is it is something that is spoken to us and i believe that even today the spirit of the lord is speaking assurance to us that he is our salvation and that he is here and that he will help us in every situation does anybody believe that the lord is a very present help in the time of trouble Amen. He speaks assurance to us. And and this is how we increase our ability to hear what the Lord would say. This is where we get into the practical things. I want you to take note of this. This is how we increase our ability. Can can we improve in that? Of course we can. Of course we can improve in how we hear the voice of God. We practice it. We we pay attention to it. It it is a supernatural thing, but it is something that is uh, acquired in our spirit as we listen to the voice and overcome the voice of the flesh. So it's something that we constantly practice so that the Holy Spirit can speak into our life and give us the direction that God wants to give us. Number one, this is the first thing we can do. We can just be determined that we are going to hear what the Spirit says. I don't know about you, but if there is something that I am determined to hear, I'm going to give it my full attention. If it's something on the radio, I'm going to turn the knob up. Anybody ever turn the knob up? If, if it's something on the TV, I'm going to uh, get the remote and I'm going to push uh, uh, the, the volume up, right? If, if it's something that someone has said to me and, and you're in the middle of a crowd and you didn't understand, I'm going to ask them to repeat it. If it's important to me, I want to hear what they have to say. I'm going to go after it. It's the same way in this. Oh my goodness, I started stomping my foot. There's no telling. Why what's going to happen in here. It's the same way in the spirit. If we really want to hear what the Lord has to say, we're going to pay attention to it. We're going to turn other things down. We're going to shut other things off because we are determined that we're going to hear what God is speaking into our life today. Be determined. Tell your neighbor, be determined. Just make up your mind. I'm going to get it. I'm going to hear what God has to say. Uh, the second thing that we need to do if we want to increase our ability to hear the voice of God is when we hear him, when we believe we know what he said, we then compare it to what the word of God has to say, because I'm, I'm in, I I want you to be really clear on this. God is not going to tell you something different that is in his word. If you get something from God and it's contrary to the word of God, it's not the word of God that's wrong. It's that you are in error. And so you go back and you compare and you start practicing, you start increasing your ability by understanding what the word of God has to say. And then last of all, we seek to hear the voice that is born of the spirit and not of the flesh. We're really tuning in to what the spirit is saying to us. This is what Paul said in the book of Romans chapter eight. And dad always said that Romans chapter eight was the pinnacle chapter in the Bible. It's so full of spirit living and and spirit led life. And and this is what Paul said in verse number five. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. I mean, that just makes sense, isn't it? If we're going to live according to the flesh, then that's where our thoughts are going to be. We're going to be thinking about things of the flesh. We're going to be listening to the things of the flesh. We're going to be seeking the things of the flesh. That that's just makes sense to us. But then we go on and we see Paul saying, but those who live according to the Spirit... The things of the Spirit. In other words, if we're living according to the Spirit, then our mind is going to be set on the things of the Spirit. We're going to start thinking about the things of God on a daily basis. Amen. We're going to start thinking about what God wants to say to us on a daily basis. We're going to start thinking about the goodness of God, the salvation of God, the healing power of God, the deliverance of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God on a daily basis. We're going to start minding the things of the spirit. Amen. I think we probably all, everybody in this room probably was worried about the flesh this morning. We, we had breakfast. I had oatmeal. Ever, I, I wanted kolaches <laughs> because it was too early for cheese enchiladas. But I ate oatmeal. Anybody eat any breakfast this morning? Let me see your hand if you ate any breakfast. Yeah, We, we took care of the flesh. Did anybody in the room spend any time looking in the mirror this morning? Let me just see your hand. If you took, I, I, I shouldn't have said that because some of you were not raising your hand and people are going to be looking at you like, <laughs> we took care of the flesh. What if we had the same attitude about caring for the things of the future, of the, of the spirit Caring about the things that God wants to talk to us about Paul said in another passage of scripture first Corinthians chapter 2 and 14 But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God This is what he's saying. You can't stay in the flesh and receive the things of the Spirit And again, it's just common sense, right? Just common sense that if I am going to stay mindful of the things of the flesh then I'm not going to receive the things of the Spirit And this is why, for they are foolishness to him. When someone is wrapped up in the things of the flesh and concentrating, mindful of the things of the flesh, when the things of the spirit start coming, they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned. There's something that comes to us through our knowledge of the spirit and the spirit working in our life. So the first thing we need to do is we need to understand that God is speaking. Everybody say God is speaking and I want to hear what he has to say. I want to work in the spirit so that I can hear what the word of God is saying. Anybody in agreement with me so far? Let me just see your hand if you're in agreement so far. That's what I want in my life. I want to hear the voice of God. Samuel went on to say something that I think is very important when we want to consider hearing the voice of God and he said your servant. Everybody say your servant. So Samuel understands that he is positioning himself to hear the voice of the Lord and and this is the big takeaway I have from this and I want you to listen to this. God speaks to willing people. God speaks to willing people. Now, there's a lot of people that want to hear what God has to say, but they're not willing to obey what God has to say. And I'm just going to let you know, you're not going to hear what God has to say, because God speaks to people that are willing. Your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And let me tell you why God is looking for people that are willing. Because when you read the scripture and you see God speaking to people, you don't see God giving out easy assignments. Amen. God doesn't give easy assignments. There's no easy A's in the work of God. It is something that we have to devote ourselves to and give ourselves to and be willing to give ourselves to because when God calls us, he has a task for us to do that invades the darkness of this world and spreads the kingdom of God and that's never going to be easy. That's never going to be easy. You think Jonah received an easy assignment when God said, go down to Nineveh? No, no, not at all. You think Noah, you think Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus. Just go through the list. There's not easy assignments but there are possible assignments and there are assignments that as we walk in faith, God opens the door for us and God will do it. So don't be intimidated because God's gonna give you something. He's also gonna give you the ability to fulfill it. His power is gonna go with you. No, this is what happens. When God speaks, it's like we are stretched in our faith stretch in our faith. When I was a a little boy, I had a toy and I don't even remember the name of it, but it was this guy that you could just stretch. Stretch arm song. I was wanting to say Mr. Plastic, but I knew that that was not right. He was a superhero. My sister Jean's favorite superhero, as a matter of fact, just trivia. Jean liked Mr. Plastic or Elastic or whatever his name was. Lord, help me get back on track in Jesus' name. Stretch Armstrong, and you could take Stretch Armstrong and you could pull and pull, and it was actually uh, part of this. Did you see how far you could stretch it? You know, that's that's very similar in the spirit when God starts to speak to us. What happens with our faith? Our faith starts to be stretched beyond the norm beyond, uh, and and please listen to this. Why would God call you to do something that you can do on your own? He's not interested in you perform, oh, God called me to brush my teeth. No, 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 he wants you to brush your teeth, and I do too, in Jesus' name. But you don't need the power of God, and that's not gonna stretch your faith to hear, go brush your teeth. But when God starts speaking to you the things of his destiny and the things that he wants to accomplish, it's going to stretch us outside of our comfort zone. And it's also going to put us in the place where we say, I am just your servant, God. I need you every step of the way. I need you every step of the way that I take. I need you to stretch my faith. I need to believe. Simon Peter receives a vision in Acts chapter 10 and the vision completely blows his mind to the place where he actually says no to God. I mean, think about that. He says no, and he doesn't say it just once. There's multiple times that he says, no, I'm not going to do that. And God is stretching his faith, stretching his faith, stretching his faith. And and at the end, he's finally in a place where he's just pondering, how is this going to happen? And what is God trying to do? And there's a knock on the door and people are inviting him to a place that is forbidden for him to go into a home that is of the Gentiles. And you know what? You got to see this. You got to see how the call of God goes to willing people till finally Peter says, I'll go. I'll violate every tradition that I've been raised in. I'll violate everything that people told me that I shouldn't do because I'm walking into the will of God and what God wants to accomplish. And when he finally got into these Gentiles that were considered dogs by him just a few hours before this, this is what he says. I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. He received received something that stretched him. You see, this is what happens. When, When a courageous servant prays, God, speak to me, God is going to challenge you and stretch you. But I want you to know that the place that he challenges you and stretches you into is the greatest place that you could ever be because it is the destiny that he created you for. It's part of the best life that you could ever live is to walk in the will of God. It challenges us. So when you hear God speak, this is what it will do. It won't make you proud and it won't make you self-righteous, when you hear the Lord really speak to you, it'll, pre- it'll teach you that I have to be dependent on God for everything, amen. The voice of God doesn't turn you into a superhero or a super Christian. The voice of God turns you into a servant that says, I need you every minute of every day. I cannot make it without you. What is the response of a servant? The response of a servant is being willing to do whatever God asks us to do. Whatever God asks us to do. And so many times in our prayer, we come to the Lord with request. We come to the Lord with our list. I'm not against that. God wants us to pray about our needs. But there should be times that we come to the Lord and we just want him to speak to us Because we're willing to do what he asked us to do. Uh, Another way, another response of the servant is that when when we're wanting to, to hear the voice of God, we have to make sure that we've already obeyed everything that he's already told us well, pastor, I don't hear the voice of God like I need to, or I'm not finding the direction that God needs to give me. I'm feeling like that I don't have any hope. Go back to the last thing that God told you to do and check and see if you did it. If you haven't fulfilled what he's already told you to do, then there's a good chance that he's stopping right there until you walk in the obedience that a servant should go through. You don't get brownie points for just hearing it. The Bible says that we should be doers of the word. If God speaks to us, it should bring action in our life. We should have something that would motivate us to move forward and do what the Lord has talked to us about doing. So maybe you're not hearing the voice of the Lord like you want to because you haven't done what he's already asked you to do. Be obedient. This is what a servant is. A servant is obedient to the promptings of the master, the commands of the master, the requests of the master. The servant doesn't pick and choose. I'll do this one, but I won't do this one. The servant says, Yes, Lord. Everybody say, Yes, Lord. Your servant, your servant. The third thing before I move on is when God speaks, and I want everybody to listen to me because this is maybe one of the biggest things that stop us from doing what God wants us to do. When God speaks, we always feel unqualified. We always feel like we can't do it. It's beyond what I can accomplish. It's beyond what I can do. And I just want you to understand that when God speaks, it's all right for you to be a little scared. I mean, I see that throughout the scripture. When God started speaking to people, they were afraid, they were frightened, they were scared, they were apprehensive. But this is the thing that you need to know. When he speaks, be ready to act because he'll never speak something into your life that he's not going to walk with you and help you accomplish. There's something in the power of that first step of obedience that activates the power of God in your life. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in the life of so many people. That first step, when we take it in faith, it activates the power of God, the resources of God, the help of God, the connections of God. So when he speaks, you may feel unqualified. You may feel scared, apprehensive, But when he speaks, be ready to act. The third point, final point is speak, Lord, your servant is listening. How do we listen? Okay, I want to just talk about some practical things here to end this message. How do we listen to the voice of God? Well, the first thing we do is we listen through his word. This is what Jesus said and John recorded it in John chapter six and verse 63. It is the spirit who gives life. Everybody say the spirit. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak, this is Jesus. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So if you really wanna hear the voice of God, listen through his word. If you want to hear the voice of God, God, I'm listening, then listen through your prayer. Everybody say, listen through prayer. It goes without saying that prayerful time is a powerful moment of communication with God. I mean, when we come to the Lord in in sincere and authentic prayer, do you understand what is taking place in the spirit? Our heart is being opened up wide to what God is saying. Our heart is being opened up wide to the will of God. Our our heart is being turned towards him so that we can hear what he says. That time of communication is so powerful and we open our hearts to him and in turn, he communicates his heart to us. I want to hear from the heart of God. Why the heart of God? Because that's where the desire comes from. You know, I I don't want to just, I'm thankful for all of the general things that he speaks and through the word. But you know, there's times that I want to hear from the heart of God, what he wants for my life. And it happens when I listen through prayer. I listen through the word. I listen through prayer. I listen through worship, the times of worship. Anybody uh, thankful for the times of worship that we have? And it's very often. It, can, can I just do a little pastoring here for just a few minutes? It, it's very important for you to be at church when it starts. Well, why? What, what, what difference does it make? Because it's during worship that we're preparing our heart to hear from what God wants to say. It, it's in worship well, Pastor, I don't like that song. Well, who cares? <laughs> who cares? It, it's, it's not, I, I'm not trying to be sarcastic or smart like, but the truth of it is I, I'm not here to critique the songs that are sung. I'm here to open my heart and worship to hear what God has to say. I, I'm here to hear what God has to say and he speaks to our hearts in that time of worship. It, it seems that worship really is very effective in alerting us to the move of the Spirit. I listened through his word. I listened through prayer. I listened through worship. This is what happened in the book of Acts chapter 13 and verse 2. One day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them." You hear that? God speaks in this time of worship. So I wanna listen during the time of worship. I'm just gonna make a commitment to you right now. I'm gonna be on time for church next week, I promise you. Anybody wanna return that promise? (laughs) And you know what, I wanna come in and I wanna prepare my heart to hear what God has to say. Just a couple of more points here. This is a big one. I'm listening, God. And if we're really listening, this is what we're going to do. We're going to seek to be in the spirit. Everybody say seek to be in the spirit. You know, the spirit is not something that's natural for us. The the natural man is all about the flesh, all about the temporal. But as we seek, I want to be in the spirit. I want to be in the presence of God. There's something that's very powerful about that. It it sets our our place. It it sets us to hear from God. This is what happened when John was in the spirit. Revelation chapter 1 and 10. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I was there. I was there I was already there it wasn't that God came knocking on his door and said, hey get in the mood buddy I want to talk to you John was already there he was in the spirit prayer team will you please come up so how do we get into the spirit everybody say how do we do that well we seek to minimize the distractions of the flesh We we we, we Seek to declutter our mind. <laughs> you know, get 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 all the thoughts out of our mind that don't belong there. We, we seek to 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 minimize the influence of our emotions. I said it a couple of weeks ago. Your influ- your your emotions, will lie to you so drastically. Seek to minimize those things. Seek to minimize that. Determine that I'm gonna open my spirit to the Lord's presence and to his prompting. Now, I I want you to stand here in Friendswood. I know in Friendswood, the prayer team is there. If they're not, please come. Prayer team is here. And and this is my last point in this series that I wanna make. Will you stand with me? Everybody stand. This is my last point. Can you hear me now let's just let's just summarize it, bring it up, bring it to an end with this last point. We need to ask God to speak to us. If I really want to hear him, then I just start asking him. I ask God speak to me. will you somebody say that with me? God speak to me will you say it again, God speak to me now now. I want you to we're gonna pray this in just a moment and and as we pray I want you to understand what you're praying please don't pray this prayer unless you really want to hear what God has to say for your life don't pray it unless you really want to hear what God wants to say and, and 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 learn to listen you see as we've said God is always speaking The question is, are we listening? But when we pray those prayers and open ourselves up, this is what's gonna take place. Sometime today, there's gonna be a thought, invade your mind that is not of the flesh, but it is of the spirit. God's gonna start speaking to you. Tonight, you're gonna lay in bed and you're gonna have a dream that is not a dream that you normally have. It is the spirit that is speaking to you. Some of you are gonna have friends that are gonna call and say, hey, this is what the Lord spoke to me about you. And you're gonna to listen to what they say and you're gonna compare it to what the word of God has to say and you're gonna compare it to your own spirit. And some of you are gonna hear from God from a friend. Some of you are gonna turn on a song And as you're worshiping to that song, God is going to speak to you. God is gonna speak to you. Some of you are gonna get lost in worship and as you worship, God is gonna speak to you. So as we close this series, our prayer is, God, we want you to speak to us. We wanna be a church that hears the voice of the Lord, that follows him. We are his sheep, right? He is our shepherd and the Bible tells us that he speaks to his sheep and his sheep hear his voice. So I want to be a part of that flock that hears the voice of God. So I want to pray here before we have the altar call. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for the online campus and I'm praying for Friendswood before Pastor Bo comes back. And I want to close this series out with this prayer. Lord. Here is our prayer, our cry, our desire. Here is what our heart is speaking, our heart is desiring. God, speak to us. Speak to us on a daily basis. Speak to us, dear Lord, when we're at home, when we're driving, when we're at work speak to us speak to us those direction that you have for us speak to us the words of encouragement that you have for us but more than anything lord speak to us the destiny that you have for us to help your kingdom grow i pray for everybody that is listening to me today that that prayer would just be a part of their life from this day forth that there would be a part of every time they pray where they're praying god speak to me your servant is listening and i pray dear lord that you would help us that when you start speaking those words our hearts would be willing ready and full of faith to walk where you want us to walk and to do what you want us to do I pray, dear Lord, that you would speak to us. Will you say that with me? Speak to us, Lord. Say it as a prayer. Jesus, we need you to speak to our hearts. Speak to our church. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, Houston Campus, the prayer team is here. And I I, I think the best way we could close out this series is for us to gather around the front. If we need prayer, if we want to really hear the voice of God and we want somebody to pray with us about that or anything else, come to one of the prayer team members that are here. Let them pray for you. But if you just have a desire to really hear what God has to say, will you come fill the front here? Step out in the aisle if you don't want to come all the way down. I understand. But for the next few minutes, let's just give ourselves to saying, God, Speak. Your servant is listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you come? That's it. Come right on. Come right on.